KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, August 28th. Plans to move the rail line off the Dalmar Bluffs and into an underground tunnel are causing controversy. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. An excessive heat watch will be in effect in the county's valleys and mountain areas starting at 10 this morning until 8 tomorrow night. The National Weather Service says temperatures will be up to 8 degrees above average for this time of year. In the county's inland areas, temps are expected to be in the mid-90s, By the coast, the high 70s, and in the mountains, it'll be in the high 80s. An excessive heat warning will also be in effect until tomorrow night in the county's desert areas, where temps will reach up to 113. San Diego is among the 13 worst spots for human trafficking in the country. That's according to the FBI. A 2016 study by USD and Point Loma Nazarene University shows that about 8,000 people are victims of human trafficking each year, and the average age of victims is 16. Tomorrow, County Supervisor Jim Desmond plans to introduce a proposal that would increase human trafficking awareness education in schools. Currently, 7th and 8th grade students are given anti-trafficking training. We want to expand that. Out of 500,000 students, a half a million students, only a fraction are getting that education. The proposed legislation would provide training and educational materials to parents, students, school staff, and teachers. The Regional Task Force on Homelessness has published an initial report on veteran homelessness in the county. The monthly measure is to track the organization's progress towards its goal of reducing veteran homelessness to zero. The report says the county needs to increase the number of homeless veterans placed in housing every month from 70 to 77 to meet the goal. The report says the county could meet its goal in a little over a year. Coming up, a closer look at the proposed routes and timeline to move the rail line off the Dalmore Bluffs into an underground tunnel. More on that story next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Coastal erosion means it's a problem to have train tracks right along the beach, One solution, to move the rail line off the coastal bluffs, including in Del Mar. Plans to tunnel that portion of the rail line are underway. But North County reporter Tanya Thorne says Del Mar residents aren't happy about it. Just a few feet of delicate rock stand between the scenic Del Mar rail line and the beach down below, where people often sunbathe and walk. It's also the area where officials want to move the rail line away from the beach into a tunnel. It would be a permanent solution to coastal erosion halting train service. But those plans don't sit very well with some of Del Mar residents because they include an underground tunnel running under the town. 
Who does not want a tunnel in Del Mar? Raise your hand. <laughs> Thank you. During a recent city council meeting, Sandag gave residents an update on the low sand rail realignment project in Del Mar. Five route options were presented, and two of them have been studied more seriously by Sandag. Deputy CEO Colleen Clemenson explains why. So this just really helps to inform the process. It doesn't necessarily take anything else off the table. It just gives us this finer level of detail to really understand the constraints that we're dealing with in this project. The state has given a $300 million grant to study the best options. The two routes that were analyzed run underneath two roads, Camino del Mar and Crest Canyon. And as we started to do that more detailed analysis, we, we came to understand that we didn't actually need as big a tunnel as we thought. It can actually be smaller. But Clemenson says the analysis doesn't mean the other options are eliminated. Reverend Paige Blair Hubert is the director of St. Peter's Church, which is sandwiched between the two studied routes. So we're pretty familiar with this soil. And we very recently uh, did a construction project in which we dug an elevator shaft. And it was actually the most hairy part of the project. Blair Hubert says before a shovel went into the ground, soil tests and engineering had to be cleared. But nothing predicted what they found once digging began. The sides were coming in on themselves and it was like they were trying to shovel glitter. Her concern is what will come out of the environmental studies that have yet to be done. If the soil is already problematic where they have the train tracks and it's problematic because of the vibration and the use and all of that and erosion, etc., then tunneling through the earth, creating erosion opportunities and more vibration opportunities, um, it just seems pretty problematic. Some residents think it would be better to move the tracks near the I-5 freeway. But Clemenson with Sandag says the I-5 route comes with challenges. With I-5, when you kind of look at some of the other options, it's further away from the existing rail corridor. So you're, you're ha we have to build more infrastructure. That increases cost. And Clemenson says more tracks mean a larger impact to homes and businesses. We absolutely want to minimize the amount of property that has to be purchased. But we know no matter what with this project, there will be the need for property acquisition. And longer rail lines means an increase in travel time, too, which Sandag doesn't want. The train between San Diego and Orange County has been halted over and over again, because of another trouble spot in San Clemente. Because what's been happening is that individual sections will compete against each other for grants. State Senator Catherine Blakespear says the responsibility for the 350-mile-long corridor currently falls among multiple agencies. And they'll also make their own just internal decisions about whether the transit agency wants to make an improvement to that section. Blakespear says the agencies need to come together and prioritize projects not compete for funding. And right now, the attention falls on Del Mar. A final design for Del Mar won't be announced until 2026. Until then, Sandag plans on conducting studies and talking to the public. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Sandag invites the public to weigh in on the plans Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. at Del Mar's City Hall. Some people commute to work by train, but for others who commute by car, even with the new norm of remote and hybrid work, traffic is still a headache. 
Reporter Jacob Ayer says a new study reveals that commuting to a job may be costing more than you think. A new study shows commuters in San Diego lose an average of $6,200 a year in wages due to an average 45-minute round-trip commute. It's similar in Chula Vista and even worse in Oceanside. And many lower-income workers have no choice but to drive, says Circulate San Diego's Colin Parent. We can't be talking about working from home for bus drivers, for nurses, for school teachers, that we really do need to take into account and think about how to improve people's commutes. The study shows that roughly 9 to 12 percent of annual wages in San Diego County go straight into a gas tank. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, a San Diego lifeguard lieutenant gives us tips on how to stay safe in the water. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Summer is beginning to wind down, but people are still flocking to area beaches and bays to not only escape the heat, but to just simply enjoy what the San Diego coastline has to offer. But with all the fun to be had, we can't forget how a day of fun can easily turn into a tragic situation if we don't put safety first. Here to give us a refresher on how to stay safe during water play is San Diego Fire Rescue Department Lifeguard Lieutenant Jacob Magnus. Welcome to the San Diego News Now podcast. Thank you, Debbie. I'm thinking stronger and different skills are needed in the ocean than in a swimming pool or even a lake. Can you talk a little about this? With swimming pools, you know, the water is stationary, it's clear, and when you're in open water, such as bays and oceans, the water's not so clear, and you have currents and waves and uneven ocean floor bottoms, so it can be a lot more challenging than your typical, you know, dip in the pool. And do rules differ for, let's say, a paddleboarder or a swimmer from someone on a boat or a jet ski, especially in those no-wake areas? How do they all safely coexist in a crowded bay. Mission Bay has four different zones. We have swim areas, we have open speed zones, we also have special use areas and five mile per hour areas. So we try to section off Mission Bay so everyone is in their correct location and area. Um, There's also California laws and San Diego municipal codes that prevent, you know, boats from going over five miles an hour, anytime they come within 100 feet of any swimmers, or if they're 200 feet from the shoreline. And we have, you know, various agencies, including San Diego lifeguards and San Diego police that patrol every day and make sure that these zones and laws are being enforced and followed. Do people need special training or a a license to drive a boat or operate any of the uh, watercraft on the bay? Yeah, so it's kind of a new law that it's called a California Boater ID card. And currently, anyone that's 50 years old 
or younger is required to have a boater ID card if operating a, a motorized vessel on Mission Bay. And to get that, you have to complete a boating safety course and then pay a minimal fee and then apply for the boater, California boater card. How about age limits as far as, let's say, the jet skis? Is there a minimum age for that? Yeah, so you have to be 16 years and older to operate any motorized vessel um, by yourself. If you have someone on the board that's 18 years old, then the age drops to 12. So you can operate a vessel at 12 years old as long as you have someone 18 that's watching over the operation of the boat. Is there anything you think we should know that I haven't asked to help us stay safe in the water? Yeah, you probably heard lifeguards say all the time, always swim near a lifeguard. So currently on Mission Bay, we have seven different swim areas that you can visit that are guarded with lifeguards. We also have all of our lifeguard stations and seasonal towers from Ocean Beach all the way up to Black's Beach that have lifeguards overwatching those areas. But there are sections and pocket beaches where we do not have lifeguards. So our recommendation is if you're not familiar with the area and you're not a strong ocean swimmer, to avoid those unguarded locations and find a beach that has a lifeguard. Um, Second is learn to swim or improve your swimming abilities. There's all kinds of classes and ways that you can become a better swimmer. And, you, you know, you can increase your abilities and confidence by taking these classes and that will help protect you when going to the beach. And like you mentioned about being familiar, but with the upcoming Labor Day holiday, we get a lot of visitors. How do you make sure they're being safe and are aware of the dangers of being in the water, such as even with rip currents? Yeah, so we are constantly reaching out on the bay and on the ocean to help educate people. We're on PAs from from the trucks and also our main lifeguard stations, telling people to move to, you know, a better location that we specifically point out to them. And if they come up and ask us, you know, hey, why are you moving me to this area? We explain to them and we we try to point out, you know, if you take a look here, you can kind of see what we're looking at. And that's called a rip current. And so we want you to avoid this area. And if you just go 50 yards down the beach that way, you'll be on a a sandbar and it's a much safer area to swim. Can you give us just something quick on what to do in case you are caught in a rip current? So rip currents are are the cause of probably 90% of the rescues that we make. And it's essentially water that is pushed in from the waves has to get back out to the, the open sea. And if you're in that rip current, it'll be pulling you away from shore. The best way to get out is to swim parallel to shore until you're out of the rip current. And then you can change your direction back towards the beach. Right. Oh, very, very helpful there. I've been speaking with San Diego Fire Rescue Department Lifeguard Lieutenant Jacob Magnus. Thank you for all the information on how we can stay safe when going in the water at our beaches and bays. I hope to have you on the podcast again real soon. Sure, Debbie. Thank you for having me. Anytime. We've been bringing you stories about public art in our community. For this installment, video journalist Matt Bowler has a story of San Diego artists who make art in public that's also about the public. They wear out shoe leather. They talk 
to strangers. I'm freelance and I'm at uh, Voice of San Diego. They move through our shared spaces like ballerinas. For them, the public is the source of art. Ariana Dreschler is a photojournalist for Voice of San Diego. Even on assignment, sometimes, the street gives her something beautiful. Months ago when I photographed the point in time count, I saw this woman at like 7 a.m. feeding birds, maybe even earlier. The light was amazing and you have all these birds. Street photography means depicting ordinary life and it's one of the oldest photographic styles. Chantelle Paul is the galleries and exhibitions coordinator for San Diego State University's four galleries. Street photography is a style of photography that is really capturing the energy or essence of life on the street. She says the desire to document San Diego comes out of a sense of pride. People want to share what the city is. They want to create a portrait of the city. Street photography is about the public and it's made in public. So in some ways, it is public art. Matt Buller, KPBS News. Ariana Dreschler's street photography can be found on her Instagram page. It's linked to kpbs.org. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.